Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So I get to church today, and at 9.20, my dad goes, can you open the service? Also, I need you to find you a verse. Okay, so. <laughs> um, I also was asked by Peter to kind of talk a little bit about youth camp. So we just got back from youth camp yesterday, and honestly, it was just, it was such an amazing experience. And a little personal testimony is every time that I've come back from youth camp, I have kind of just gone back to my daily life. And it feels like this time, like the Lord's presence has just really stayed with me every single, like going throughout the rest of my day. And I just think it's really awesome. So I'm going to read from Matthew 16, if I can find it. Matthew 16, 13 through 19. Now when Jesus came into, this, uh, into the district of Caesarea, uh, Philippi, he said, his, um, he said to his, or he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon, Peter replied, um, you, are the Christ, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered them, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in hell. So Lord, we just come before you this morning with open hearts and open ears, Lord, towards you. I just pray that you will reveal yourself to us in ways that you have never revealed yourself to us, Lord. That your spirit will just overflow this room so heavily, Lord, that we just want to keep praising you, Father. Lord, I pray for the speaking that's going to be happening today, Lord, that your presence will just flow through and the words that you have picked out to say today will just really resonate in people's hearts, Lord. I thank you for everything that you are, Lord. I thank you for your love and your mercy. And I just praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, you are good. You are good. We will sing of your goodness. We will speak of your goodness. You are good for all generations. Thank you, Lord. Your mercies are new every morning. Your hand of grace is upon us. Your hand of blessing is upon us. And Lord, because of it, because of it, your goodness draws all men to repentance. We lift up the name of Jesus. There is no other name under heaven by which men might be saved. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are faithful. You are good. Everybody said, now here's what I want you to do. We're gonna we're gonna break it. Now slow down. We're gonna break into we're gonna break into uh, 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 greeting time slowly over time. We're gonna gradually start doing. So what I want you to do is don't move, don't touch anybody. We're still doing the whole whatever. Just wave. Just wave at somebody. Catch their eye. Just wave at them. Say hi. That's it. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Just, just wave. Just wave. There we go. Good.
Praise the Lord. Well, so good to see everybody this morning. So good to see everybody on such a gorgeous day. I mean, this is, if there's going to be a day when you go, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to go where it's, you know, go do something touristy or something. Today would have been the day. But here you are. For those of you who are out touring and watching us online, hi. Children are dismissive. Please go forth and be blessed. So uh, Tally this morning uh, opened up the service and she's right. I gave her about nine minutes head start. You know, I just said, here, I said, will you open the service? And she goes, what verse? I said, oh, you pick the verse. I said, I, you, you do it. She's like, what? She goes, what are you going to speak on? And I said, I'm not telling you. What? I said, just be led by the Holy Spirit. What? <laughs> and she, uh, she has no idea. Because I, like I said, I didn't tell her anything. And that wasn't the, I wasn't going to preach out of this, but I am going to start my sermon with it because she was spot on. She heard from the Holy Ghost. Amen? It's amazing. It's amazing when our children actually, you know, wow. Follow God. Hear God's voice. Obey Him. It's awesome. Wonderful stuff. Turn to Matthew chapter 16. This is what she started out with. I'm not going to read all that she had read, but I just want to read the last part. And I want to read the, the verse that she left off. You know, she, she missed it by that much. But you know, she's learning. She's growing. She's learning. She, just, she left off one verse, but I, we'll, 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 re, we'll help her out. Matthew chapter 16, begin with verse 15, says, He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, Peter's name before was Simon. His name was Simon. Can we get a little bit of a reverb going on extra too much? In my head it sounds... Uh, his name was Simon. Simon means shifting, movement. And then Jesus says, from now on your name's Peter, which means rock. Immovable. And he says, on this rock, I will build my church. Now, was he building the church on Peter? No. Who did God build the church on? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He's the rock. So the rock wasn't Peter. The rock wasn't, it was the understanding that Peter received from God. It was the revelation of who Jesus was. That's the rock. On this rock, on the rock that you're the, you're the Messiah, you're the Son of God, on this rock, this thing will not move. It doesn't change. It hasn't changed in 2,000 plus years. It hasn't changed. God's mind hasn't changed. He, he didn't say back 2,000 years ago, there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved. It's Jesus, that's it. And then in two, you know, 2020, he goes, yeah, you know, we're going to do something a little different now. Doesn't change. 
doesn't change by popular opinion, doesn't change by whoever wants to tear down statues of Jesus. I'm like, you know, come on, people. Hello. That doesn't change. What, cha- what doesn't change is there is one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. That's the rock. It doesn't shift. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't move. It's the way it is. Verse 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I actually quoted that verse. I didn't have it written down or anything, but I quoted that verse up at youth camp this week. Uh, they had me come up and speak on Thursday, and a powerful, wonderful, wonderful group of people. It was so fun, and it, and it was my first year where I actually drove up, ministered, and then left right away and slept in my own bed that night. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was, I had air conditioning. I had my wife. It was wonderful. But I, I quoted that verse because we were talking about intercession. And we were talking about interceding, about what that is. And I heard some really interesting comments. I'm not going to preach about that. But I heard some interesting comments. Because basically, bottom line, God wants us to pray. And he wants us to pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he needs human beings to do it. And right here he said, I give you the keys. I'm giving you all. Who, who has the keys? Whoever has the keys has the authority. He said, I'm giving you the keys. He didn't say, I'm going to keep the keys because I've got the authority and you just, you know, make good luck. He gave us something to do. He gave, and, and we, we, one of our jobs is to intercede. Paul wrote, I pray that all prayers and petitions be, uh, be made for rulers and blah, 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 blah. And we talked about intercession up at youth group, which is, or at youth camp, which is very interesting because that's some meaty stuff. You know, that's not, that's not milk toast, Christianity. That's meat. And God, you know, basically spoke to me as I was driving up to camp that the youth are ready for meat. They're ready for meat. They need meat. They need to, the intercession is one of the most vital parts of, of our post-salvation. And I don't mean post, you know, somehow it's not, it's the most important thing in the world. But Okay, once you get saved, now what do you do? Well, one of the things is you pray. We need to pray. It's one of our pillars. One of the pillars of RVFM is pray daily. Pray, seek God. And I had somebody say, you know, it's interesting because, you know, they hadn't really thought of intercession this way, that it was vital for every believer to do it. And basically intercession is that you stand, you stand and you pray for somebody who can't pray or won't pray or doesn't know how to pray or doesn't even know, you know, can't for whatever reason. How, how it's intercession is you're helping somebody else. And so as we talked about that, they had somebody comment, they said, I thought that was just for, for the old people at church. <laughs> well, no, it's for every believer. Man, if every one of us intercede, and basically you're just letting God pray through you. You pray in the Spirit. You pray in your understanding. You worship. And you allow God. God will pray through you. Well, as we prayed that night, because what it is, I taught it on a little bit. And then uh, we spent a couple different times, just five minutes each, about you know, praying some stuff and praying in the Spirit. And, and then I said, is anybody picking anything up? And different people had shared different things. It was very interesting. And then Peter said something that night. It was like, Boom. It was like the center of the target. It was like, yes, that's exactly what God is saying right now. And he said, he said as he was driving up to camp, 
and he's thinking about the vision for the valley, you see all these little towns and you see all these people and you see, and it's like, it's, it's almost hard to believe that this could ever happen. You know, you, you look at the world today and you think, how in the world could there possibly be a, a revival in this atmosphere? It's just a weird thing out there right now. It's a weird thing in this world. And how do you know, people seem to be anti? I mean, blatantly, powerfully, completely, totally, 100% against God. How do we get them to be seeking after God with all of their heart? Well, that can only happen by the Spirit. It's the only way. It literally is the only way. None of this happens because we do something good or we do something right. It's not because of our ability. It's not because of me. It's, not, it's about the Spirit of God moving. Well, how do, we, how do we get the plan of God moving in this valley or anywhere or anybody's life? We pray. It's through prayer. Speaking the will of God. Speaking the Word of God over people's lives. And then he said something that just, you know, was like icing on the cake. He said, he said what the, what, as he was praying, he was like, well, how do we reach, how does this happen in the valley? And he says, it's when every believer does their part. When every believer, every believer, not just the old people, not just the, the labeled people, people with titles, not, it's just every believer in the place that you're at, being salt and being light. And I'm like, that is exactly, exactly what's happening right now. God is waking up the body. God is, is getting ready. And so I've been praying for weeks. What, how do I do this? How do we go to the next step? How do we go to this next level? And basically the Holy Spirit said, you start teaching how to do it. Step by step. How do you get... How do you, we pray out the will of God. We pray, we, I taught on that at, at youth camp. But then how do you take the first steps to seeing the power of God manifested in this world? How do we do it? So we're going to start doing it. This morning, this is what I have in my heart to do, is we start doing it. And right here, he's, been, he's given us the authority. Verse 19, Matthew chapter 16, we're getting it with verse 19. says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you do on earth, whatever you say, whatever you, whatever you proclaim over people's lives, he'll do it in heaven. And whatever you bind in heaven through prayer, he'll do it on the earth. So it's, we're, we're working with him in this and together. Then verse 20, this is the one she left off. It's okay, I'll pull her out, I'll, I'll pull it out here. It's very interesting what he does next. He says in verse 20, then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. What's up with that? Why would he say that? Why would he? So he's, you know, he's like, okay, well, who's everybody saying that I am? And they say, well, you're a prophet. You're one of the blah, blah, blah. You're, you're, you're you know, the, the forerunner. You're whatever. And he goes, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter goes, well, you're the Messiah. You're the son of God. I mean, he'd seen the stuff. How could anybody not be at this point? How could, he, how could Jesus not be that? And Jesus goes, yes! Boom! That's it! You nailed it! That is exactly who I am. I am, and he says, on that rock, on that truth, you're going to build the whole kingdom, but don't tell anybody right now. Huh? 
Why would he, why would he do that? Because he still had to go to the cross. He still had to go to the cross and die. It isn't just that they understood it and got it. He still had to die so that his blood would be shed, so that sins would be forgiven. Still had to happen. And literally, how many times did he walk away from hostile crowds? He, you know, why did he not say a word at, his, at, his, uh, uh, at the Sanhedrin? Why did he only say a few words to Pilate? Why did, it says that he was being led to, the, led to the, the slaughter as a lamb. Why didn't he speak? Because all he had to do was open his mouth and start speaking truth, and he'd have, he'd have walked out of that. He had to obey to the very end. He had to die, because now we're in. Okay? So, turn to Mark chapter 16. Here's where I was going to start. But that was perfect, because what we're going to talk about is the bread and butter, the, the bottom line, the, the, the starting point. This is, this is what it's all about. And I'm, we're actually going gonna to teach the steps. And, we're gonna, I, and I, I'm even having this little thing with myself. I'm still kind of going back and forth. I'll, I'll follow the Holy Ghost. But we may actually even practice it just once for fun with each other real quick. But Mark chapter 16, beginning with verse 19, says... So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, this is at the end, he had already died, he had already, you know, he had already risen from the dead, he had been on the earth for 40 days speaking, showing himself to people so that there'd be witnesses. So, 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 uh, so then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. This is the mount, you know, where, he, where the 500 see him go up into heaven. And sat down at the right hand of God. He sat down, he sat down, he sat down. Why did he sit down? He was done. He sat down. He, he sat down at the right hand of the Father, the place of authority. And there it says that he intercedes for us. He prays for us. He's, you know, he's not praying that you, you know, your, his will would be done in your life because he's already said that's your job to do. Do you know how Jesus intercedes for us? You ever wonder what that means? That means when the devil comes to accuse him, he goes, nope, they're mine. They're mine. You have no authority, devil. You, have, you, you don't, you know, then he tries to come to us and convince us that we're not his. We have to have the authority here to say, no, I'm his. You know, those, that song we sang this morning. He is mine and I am his. We're, that, we have to know that. All right. Sat down at the right hand of God. Verse 20. And they went out and they, and they, the 500, the, the, the 12, the 120, the, the 5,000, the blah, 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 the 3,000, they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the messages by sign or by accompanying signs. The King James, because that's the way he always tries to come out, and, they, and the, the, he confirmed the word with signs following. He confirmed the word with signs following. Or he, con, he, he uh, worked with them and he confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Do you want to see the power of God manifested in your life? And I'm talking about the miracles. I'm talking about the power. I'm talking about the stuff. 
I'm talking about seeing blind eyes open. You want to talk, you want, do you want to see deaf ears open? Do you want to see the lame walk? Do you want to, do you want to see miracles walking on water? turning, you know, uh, nothing, you know, a handful of food to supply food for a masses. Do you want to see that stuff? To see that stuff, you have to do the first part. You got to preach the word. You have to preach. And you're going, so you're, you're, I was building you up. I could feel it. I could feel it in the room. You're like, ah, 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 yeah. I got to preach the word. Why? Because, well, isn't that John's job? Isn't that Pastor Dan's job. Isn't that Jonah's job? Isn't that, we got those guys. They preach the word. That's, that, is, that has been a, the bill of goods sold to the body of Christ for hundreds of years. The truth is, every one of us, the body of Christ, needs to preach the word. Now that just sends, you know, like tremors through you, doesn't it? It's like, I have to preach the word? How do I preach the word? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you exactly this morning how to preach the word. Turn with me to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. How do you get, how do you see signs following? How do you see the signs? How do you see the miracles? How do you see the power? You preach the word first. Now, that sounds so daunting, and it's not. It is so easy. It's actually so easy. Any of us can do it. Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 21. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all believe, all who believe. For there is no distinction, for, then verse 23, remember this one, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus and whom God put forward as a propitiation, propitiation of his, by his blood. You know, it's, like, it's words like that that make you think, I can't do this. What in the world is propitiation? It just means he did it. He made it happen. He, he worked it. He, you don't have to do it. He did it through his blood, through the applying of his blood. It's just a big word. It's one of those, you know, buck and a quarter words that you can say it easier, but they said it fast here. To be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, there's another big word, because he wanted to. He decided. He made it happen. His divine desire. It's another way to say it. He had passed over former sins. He chose for that the moment you receive what Jesus did on the cross, the moment you receive that forgiveness, Every sin that you ever committed, every sin that you're committing right this second, I can't even imagine what that might be, but in case you're sinning right now and any sin that you will ever, ever commit ever in your whole entire existence is completely forgiven. Completely forgiven. It's done. You don't have to deal with sin anymore. It's done. That's what he did through that. But, you know, he said, the wages of sin is death. All have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. 
All right, Romans chapter 6. Just a few pages to your right. Romans chapter 6, verse 20. For when you were slaves to sin, you were free. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at the time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. I just said that. I actually got ahead of myself. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6, 23. Go over a few more pages to the right. Romans 10. Romans 10. Begin with verse 8. But what does it say? I don't know. I'll tell you in a second. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart for the word of faith that we proclaim. Verse 9. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Those three sets of verses, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, and I don't hear them called that much anymore, but they, that was called the, the Roman road. Yeah, it was called the Roman's road. What is the Roman's road? The Roman road is, here are these verses that Paul wrote to the Romans, lined up, <coughs> excuse me, lined up in a, in a successive form, and he basically t gives you the road to salvation. Okay, ushers, you have that pile of papers back there? I actually printed these out for you so that everybody could, could have a sheet. If there's more than 100 in here, you'll need to print some more. We'll have it on the website. If you, if you can get it, pull it off the website or whatever else, then don't take one. Or if you want just one per family, I don't care, but we have, we have enough. I'm printed 100 of them. I actually have 102, because I cut up the original that I, so there should be 102 in there. It's these verses. With these three verses highlighted, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 26, says, no, oh, verse 23, 323, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then Romans 10, 9 and 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the, with the mouth one confesses and is saved. If you memorize those verses, okay, I just, you know, I read them right there. I could actually quote those to you without reading it. Why? 
because back in the 80s, I went through and they, I, I worked with somebody, I trained, I, 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 I memorized these verses. I memorized them because we went out and we shared with people. We, we did, you know, we, we did uh, evangelism. And you'd start a conversation and the, these verses were some that you could use. There's a ton more. That's for later weeks. But how do you share your faith? How do you practically share your faith? Well, bottom line... You need to be talking to somebody. That's how you're preaching the word. That's, that's the word right there. That's preaching the word. If, if you're talking to somebody and you're sharing about the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're, you're preaching the gospel. And here's, we're going we're gonna to start out, here's one way to do it. It's not the only way. Obviously, there are billions of ways because it's just however the Holy Spirit leads you in that situation. But one of the things I encourage you to do this week is memorize the highlighted verses. Memorize them. If you've never memorized them before, memorize them now. Get them down deep in you. Say them to yourself. Tell them to somebody else. Challenge your spouse. Okay, this week we're both going to memorize these verses and we can say them at the spur of the moment. You know, just as the husband falls asleep, the wife reaches over and goes, read the verses. You know, say the verses. For the wages of sin is death. You know. The wages of sin is death. Can I have a Kleenex, please? Give one underneath your seat. Thank you. I feel the preach coming on. So, no, I don't. I'm just kidding. They don't have the shoes nor the hair. I'm getting the hair. It's coming there. But learn those verses. Why? Okay. Um... How do I do this? How do I do this? I don't want to call, I don't want to call anybody up. Uh, so bottom line, you have, to, you have to work with me here. Somebody walk, you're, you're dealing with somebody, and, and, and don't think it's got to be they're on the street and you walk up to them cold and go, do you know where you're going if you die tonight? Because in the climate of this world right now, you say that to somebody, it could get ugly real quick. You know, I mean, it, see, that's why I don't do that to people. Because it freaks them out that I'm even talking to them. You know, I come up to them. But there's so many times in life where you have conversations, where you have a, an opportunity while you're talking to somebody, and they're talking about blah, 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 and they talk about how, how you know, literally, I've shared a few different times. I've been in, in the, the line at a, at a shopping center, and one time this, I, they, they gave me the coupons, Okay. Not the coupon, but they gave me the receipt. But then with it came this coupon for, you know, so much off something. And I said, well, here, you can, ha I don't do coupons. Sorry, for those that love coupons, you know, you can, I leave them at the store. You can just grab them anytime you want. But I just said, hey, thanks. I don't need that piece of paper in my pocket. And the lady behind me goes, oh, can I have that? I was like, yeah, absolutely, go for it. And she goes, yeah, everything costs so much. And I'm, I'm so afraid of what, how this world is going right now open door I don't even know this lady and I don't have to preach to her I just turned and I said yeah it is pretty wild isn't it isn't it crazy how you can go from you know pretty much prosperity and peace and blessing and, you know and they're ringing up her groceries now I'm just standing there and she's waiting for her groceries the other lady there had two people in the line I said yeah it is pretty wild I said praise God that God has an answer for us and she turns she goes he does She's the one asking the questions. 
she's just opening the door for me and I didn't have to get preachy. I just said, yeah. I said, you know, praise God, Jesus died for our sins. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, I, I heard that in school or, you know, whatever she said. Well, I did, actually, I didn't read any verses to her. I just shared with her the good news that God has an answer for her problems right now. That was it. And then I felt like that was it. That's all I was supposed to do that day. I didn't lead her in a sinner's prayer. I didn't, you know. At that moment, that's not what I've, uh, in different times, that is what I've done. But in that moment, I was just led by the Spirit, opened the door. Somebody else will come in next. But you're having this conversation and somebody goes, okay, so what's the answer then? Well, the answer is Jesus. Well, how could Jesus be the answer? I said, well, you know, the, the reality is, is that human being, you know, how, how, how come the world can be so bad? Because there's sin in the world. There's sin in this world. Oh, you're, you're just talking about the Bible stuff. Yeah, actually I am, because the Bible was written long before any of us were around, long before anybody you know that's where it was around, long before, and it is so real today as it was back then, and it says that the wages of sin is death. I didn't have to quote Romans 3.23. But I just quoted Romans 3.20. I just said it, you know, the, the, the world is full of pain and suffering and death and the wages of sin is death because there's so much sin in the world. And also the Bible says that, that for all have sinned, every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's the reality of it. None of us, none of us are perfect. You know, we can't look at somebody on the other side of the world that's doing something horrible or on the other side of the, you know, the street or the other side of the dinner table and just say how can they be that way no the reality is we're all we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of god but there's hope the cool thing is there's hope because if the bible says if we confess jesus if we confess that he's the lord of our lives if we confess him believe it in our heart confess with our mouth we will be saved it's with the mouth that we confess. It's with the heart that we believe. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That was the gospel right there in two minutes. It's that simple. You don't have to sound preachy. You don't have to, you know, it just, you just answer questions. You just have a, a conversation. And you take that step to put yourself out there and give them an opportunity. All right, so everybody has one of these in their, in their hand now. Everybody should have. Did anybody not have one? Do we have a couple extra? There's some on the chair. I see one. We have 101 people in here. I know. You can keep it. We're good. We're all good. Everybody's got one. So here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to move around. I just want you to talk to somebody that you know. Somebody close right by you. One per... Oh, thank you. We have 102. Wonderful. Okay, so I want you to find somebody right around you. And I just want you to go through what I just went through. You're going to go, well, that's, that's going to be awkward. Okay, get over the awkward part now. That way it'll be easier next. You know, I want you to practice it. I just want you to say, to, to go through those three verses, have a conversation, make it as, as real and as painless as possible. Don't anybody get one of you know, get the, hey, we're going to mess with somebody and go, what about all the pygmies in Africa? Or, you know, what about, you know, don't do that. We'll talk about that some other time. But right now, all we're going to do is just, just say it out loud. That's... It's confessing with your mouth. It's saying it. Preach it this morning. Go for it. Just take five minutes and just preach it. One person do it, and then somebody else do it. Go.
If you're looking around the room and you're going, I don't have anybody, find somebody. Look for somebody not doing it, find them. Okay, stop. Stop for just a moment. Because it's one thing to preach the gospel. It's one thing to say the truth of what we just said. Now it's another thing to close the deal. It's another thing to bring somebody to a decision. Okay? It doesn't always happen. I'm not saying that every single time you share the gospel. But there will be the time where you need to say, hey, so what are you going to do with it? Okay? Real quick story. Real quick story. I, one time we were working at the YMCA camp back when we were both in college. And I was working and I, had, I worked with this guy. And all summer long, as we were working, he would ask me questions. He found out I was a Christian. And he was one of those guys that liked to push buttons. So he'd ask me stupid questions. And he would, you know, and he'd be mean. And, he'd, and I kept just saying, hey, man, here's the truth. Here's the reality. Here's God loves you. He's blah, blah, blah. He's got the answers. Well, I believe that God was, a, was in a space alien. Well, I don't care. You just go right ahead. And I said, the truth is, is that blah, blah, blah. And we just, I shared the gospel. All summer long, all I felt like was to answer his questions. There was one day they were, we were working, and, we, and he started me in, kind of pushing my buttons. I said, hang on. I said, we've talked about everything. I said, I've shared, I, I mean, we can argue about whatever you want. But my question to you is this. What are you going to do with it right now? What are you going to do with Jesus? What's your decision? And he got very serious, very quiet. And he said, here's the deal. I actually believe everything you've said all summer long. I actually believe all that. I just was messing with you. know, I've been messing with you because it was fun. I believe all of it. But I don't want to change the way I'm living right now. And I said, fair enough. I said, that, that is an answer. And I said, don't stay there, though. I encourage you not to stay there. Someday you'll have to make the decision to, to accept him or to completely reject him. He goes, no, I get it. I've never seen him since that summer. I haven't seen him not once. But a few years later, I was talking to somebody who, who, who knew him. Somehow we knew the same guy, and he said he's now a believer. So praise God. Praise God. But there's a day where you have to say, what are you going to do with Jesus? And that's, that's actually kind of a hard step because it's drawing the line. Saying, this is, you have to now choose. Because... They can listen to it all they want. You know, if you those who read in, in James this morning that says, well, you believe there's one God? Well, so do the devil. You know, you, you can believe all you want, but until you believe in it, that it's for you and you confess it with your mouth, you make the choice to step over that line. It does you no good. So you have to bring. So now I want you to ask somebody, are you saved? And have you ever, pray, have you ever received Christ? If not, do you want to right now? Go. Do that back and forth. Do that between the two of you. Okay. Okay. So, everybody here, if, if you did what I asked you to do, you just preach the gospel. You just preach the gospel. That's, that's what preaching the gospel is. You're just having a conversation with somebody. You tell them what you know. You give them a, an answer for the hope that you have. You, you, you know, you, whatever. You, maybe you could pray with them, you know, pray for a situation in their life or whatever. But you, what you just did, what you just did qualifies for the miracles, for the power to flow. You did your part. That's the thing is, God, Jesus did his part 2,000 years ago. God did his part. 
Now, he sat down, now it's our turn. And he said that when we do this, when we preach the gospel, when we share what we believe in, what, we've, what we're doing, when we preach, signs and he will then work with us and signs and wonders will follow. They will follow. Not, they may follow or they could, but I doubt it follow. No, when we preach the gospel, the signs and wonders will follow. I've seen it. I've seen it many, many times. I've been sharing with somebody and all of a sudden I felt like, I, I said, you know, I've seen miracles. I've seen knees healed. I've seen, I've seen other things healed. I've seen, you know, I've had given somebody, I gave somebody a word that they were like, how did you know that? You know, signs and wonders. It's the words of knowledge, words of, of, of uh, uh, oh, lost the word. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Word of wisdom. Uh, so things happen when, after, when you start preaching the gospel, Jesus goes, oh, good, here we go. So now, here's what, I, here's what I'm, I picked up earlier. Did anybody this morning wake up with a pain that you're like, where did that come from? That's weird. Anybody? Did anybody wake up this morning with a pain in their body? That you, weren't, that you were like, you did not know it was there the day before? Anybody? If I see a hand. John. John. What was the pain? In your back. See, here's the thing. I don't believe he needs prayer for a healing in his back. I believe there are people who need healing in their back, and he's the one who's supposed to pray for them. So come on down here, John. You've... Anybody else? Did anybody else wake up this morning and go, wow, where did that come from? Something's going on. I don't know what that's from. Anybody? Nobody. Everybody? So it's only John. That's all right. Well, it's only John. Come on up here, John. Anybody have pain? Of, is any, you have pain in your back? Yep. Here we are. Let's, let's get this done. Let's go here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. J- Jamie, why don't you come up? And the worship team, why don't you guys come up? Just pray for them however you want. Doesn't, it's not going to be Mike. You don't have, just, just be led. Just however you want to pray with them. Just whatever God leads you to say and do, just, uh, just pray. Just pray for him. Speak life over him. Speak healing over him. Anybody else? Back problems. Anybody else got dealing with stuff in their back? Pain. He can come over, he, he can come over to you. Then yeah, That'll be great. Anybody else? Go ahead and lay your hands on. The Bible says lay hands on the sick. Just put a hand on his shoulder there, John. Just lay hands on his shoulder. Just hallelujah. Bless him. Bless him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Dennis. Go ahead. Just put your hand on his shoulder and just pray for him. Just speak life over him. Speak healing. They're going to go into worship. They got at least one worship song. What are we doing here? We're demonstrating what the word says. You know, it's one thing to be hearing about it all the time. Just hear about it, hear about it. And it's something different to demonstrate it. You know, well, why, doesn't thing ha- why doesn't stuff happen anymore? Well, part of it is we don't do it. The other reason stuff doesn't happen is because we don't do what it takes to see it happen. Well, we just, we fulfilled the criteria this morning. We, we preached the word, we preached the gospel, and now signs and wonders are going to follow. Signs and wonders will follow, I guarantee you. And it doesn't matter what we see, it doesn't matter whatever. Remember, you know, the, 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 
Jesus prayed for somebody one time and it was as they were going away, all of a sudden they realized, whoa, I'm healed. I've heard of people get prayed for and how does it feel? Still hurts. There was a, a Bill House, one time Bill House, years and years and years ago, came forward for prayer and somebody said, how, you know, they laid hands on him. Are, 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 how are you doing? Great. You know, I says, I still hurt. My knee still hurts. He went home that day. He called me up late in the afternoon. He said, Pastor, I just realized it's gone. It doesn't hurt anymore. And it was hours later that it just all of a sudden, whoa, it's, that's gone. So it isn't about what we see. It's not about what we perceive, what we think we understand. It's about being obedient to doing whatever. I'm just, I did what, what I was supposed to be obedient to. I had a word of knowledge. Somebody has a pain they woke up with this morning and didn't know where it came from. And it's not them who's, who needs healing. It's, somebody, it's others that have that same problem. Okay? So that's signs and wonders. It's the body of It's the signs working together for the gospel to be preached. We're practicing it here. But it works out in the world even better, actually. Because God wants to prove to them. God wants to show that he's real, that there's, there's still power in his name. Watch what happens. You do this out in the world. Watch what God does. It's powerful. It's so much fun. It is a blast, actually. But we just need to be obedient. We need to start doing it. So here's what I, I I'm going to give you homework, and then I'm going to turn it over to the worship team, and then Brian's going to come up and receive the offering here in just a few minutes. I take those pieces of paper home, read that, read it, read it, read it, read it, memorize it. The highlighted word, you know, verses, memorize those. It's good to memorize the verses, the words. And then share with each other. Practice a few times. And then, as the Lord leads over this next week, over the next month, I bet he gives you an opportunity. Why? Because he wants people to be saved. And it's everybody. It's every, it's every human. It's every Christian, every believer that is to preach the word wherever we go. Amen? Worship team. How great you are, God. You are a great God. You have given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Everything embodied in the sacrifice that Jesus provided for us. You took our sin. You took our sickness. You took our poverty. You took our lack. And you took it with you on the cross. And Father, we thank you that you are a great God. Um, Kairos, I won't be using the, the scriptures this morning. Thank you. Um, when I was looking around earlier this morning, I, I, I noticed how many young people are here today. And it just is such a blessing to me to see this. You know, we, we have a, a saying, oh, the young people are our future. But like Pastor John was talking about, no, you're our present. You are part of the body of Christ. You have the gifts and the callings on each and every one of your lives. And you, know, you have the energy, you have the just the exuberance, you have the ability to produce miracles because the miracle that, that Jesus gave us in the new birth has been passed on to each and every one of us. We just receive it by faith. We activate it, it's a grace. We receive it by faith, we walk it out. We used to have a, a saying when I was growing up that, you know, 
you put foot to your faith or you put foot to your prayer you know it's my old youth pastor used to say get up off your knees and put foot to your faith right you settled it with God now do it so let me encourage you. I'm so encouraged when I look around and I see so many of you young people you have the abilities you have the talents that God has given each one of you let me encourage you to get involved and stay involved um, I just would like to uh, alter uh, a little bit today and, and um, bring up Karis Bible College. Um, I'm a graduate. There are a number of us here that are graduates of Karis. There's a new year going to start up in September. Uh, there's a couple of events coming up. There's a Karis Day at the Plymouth campus on Highway 55 on uh, Saturday, July 18th. But for those who don't want to go to Plymouth, there is going to be a Karis Night here, just announced on Thursday, uh, July 30th, starting at 7. And there will be information on the bulletin, information on the announcements coming through. But let me encourage each and every one of you. You know, I'm an old guy, and I made it through two years. It was a lot of work. It was very much worth it because Karis provides us with a balanced Christian education, a balanced Word of God education on every subject. And, um, you know, there are other people here that have gone to Karis as well, and please talk to us. We'd love to encourage you to come. Uh, there's a hybrid program. It's one night a week, um, another eight hours the week for uh, uh, learning online. But let me just encourage you, and that's part of what our offering is to the Lord as well as our time, to learn, to be equipped, to be more equipped, fully equipped for what God has called us to do. And so now to the offering, we have a number of options that you can use. We have an offering um, box in the back, kind of looks like the Ark of the Covenant. Um, you can uh, bring your offering back there. There's a slit in the middle. There's the offering envelopes, pens. You can also bring your offering to the office at uh, 5900 Lake Elmo Avenue, uh, Lake Elmo, Minnesota, on Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can also mail it in to River Valley Christian Church, 5900 Lake Elmo Avenue North, Lake Elmo, Minnesota, 55042. Or if you're sponsoring or, or uh, giving to other RVFM ministries, there are uh, locations at rvcc.info uh, to, to give to them. You can also give online to RVCC at rvcc.info slash donate. There's a, a button on the bottom for PayPal or credit card uh, donations. I know it works, been using it for years. Um, so thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness over these weeks. The offerings have been awesome. And so now I'd like to, to close out. Uh, Father God, we do thank you that you are great. You are a great God. And you provide every one of our needs according to your riches and glory. And Father, we do thank you that you're here today. We thank you for everyone that's here, everybody that's watching. Father, we ask your blessing on every gift, every giver, and on those that can't afford to give right now, but that you will provide in the future. And Father, we thank you for this gorgeous day. We ask your blessing, and, and Father, we do thank you again that you are our great God. In Jesus' name, amen.